Good morning. Today is April 1st, April Fool's Day. So be careful. Don't let anybody convince you of something today that could be a joke. Uh, today I'm going to finish reading a little bit more from Collecting Gold Dust. Then we will put that aside for a while. But it's such a wonderful book, and I think um, if you don't have the book, try to get it, because it's uh, you can open it any time, any day, and just really get something from whatever you turn the page to. So let's read just a little bit more, because this next part is on speaking mindfully. And speaking mindfully is is certainly something I'm looking at working with all the time, and I'm sure most of you are. So, speaking mindfully. Remember, the last thing we talked about was loving and attachment. And that's another important one. Speaking mindfully. We must be aware of ourselves every time we speak, come to know the many steps the mind goes through to speak. If yogis make a habit of knowing themselves, then awareness when speaking will naturally become part of that habit. For some time I have had yogis not speak for two-thirds of a retreat, and then in the remaining one-third I explain how to be mindful while speaking and get the yogis to try mindful speech for a few days. Ideally, yogis will have built up enough momentum and continue being mindful while speaking. But there is generally some inability or misunderstanding of how to remain aware when talking. And after a while, I notice yogis speaking without being mindful, and their momentum is gone. I now limit that practice to just one session to give just a taste of what it might be like to speak mindfully. I did not invent this idea of cultivating awareness while talking. It is nothing extraordinary. The Satipatthana Sutta prescribes, when silent, be silent with awareness and wisdom. When speaking, speak with awareness and wisdom. But few people practice that. It's difficult to practice being mindful when speaking and seeing. The reasons are that we don't practice being mindful when speaking, seeing, and looking, and we also don't have enough momentum in our awareness. The whole point of my retreats is that I'm teaching you a skill that you're supposed to bring into your life and use in your life so that mindfulness becomes a way of life. That's why I think it is useful to know and practice being mindful when you speak, especially when you are back home and at work. The biggest trap when speaking is the strong desire to speak, wanting a lot to speak. Awareness of speech is not a strange or wonderful thing, but something very simple. Be mindful when you speak. Some people ask, 
What should I be aware of? And I say, know that you are speaking. Notice whatever part of the speaking experience is most obvious to you. On retreat, we practice observing body sensations and feelings and observing the mind. All these things are still present when we speak, and we want to know which of these catches our attention as we speak. The biggest trap when speaking is that strong desire to speak, wanting a lot to speak. A strong desire to speak is greed and mindfulness that goes out the window. A strong desire to speak is greed. We can't practice awareness of speech alone. We have to speak to somebody. We have to pay attention to an outside object, not just our own mind and body. So we lose mindfulness because our attention goes fully outside and then we are no longer attentive internally or to our speech. We start to think about the other person and look at the other person, and then all our attention and our awareness goes outwards, and our attention is no longer also directed toward ourselves. On the other hand, practicing talking meditation too formally and only in paying attention to oneself will make the conversation stiff and unnatural. A yogi said in a Finnish retreat that while the retreat is quite good for mindfulness, there's a lot of stuff happening, and especially in speaking. When speaking with others, a yogi has to be responsive and quick, and it feels like they're doing two jobs at once. Yes, it will be this way. It's all about skill, and skill is gained from continued practice. We will be slow in any subject when we are not skillful as yet. As we do it over and over again, we gain momentum and the process becomes easier. While there may be a lot of personal effort in the beginning, it eventually begins to roll on its own momentum, like riding a bike. I liken it to martial arts, where at first you are practicing some simple moves and after a while, you don't know when, you can just use them automatically. In this same way, the mind may now be a little slow and deliberate when it begins this practice, but as you keep doing it, you will find it slowly becoming automatic. You could try practicing in this way, know what you want to say, Think about what you want to say before you say it. When you acknowledge to yourself first, to what you feel and think before you speak, you are giving yourself time to know yourself before you speak. Try this over and over again. You can be aware of your experience as you are listening to the other person and recognize that you are listening. You are listening and knowing and are aware that you are listening and that they are listening. And then you are aware that the act of listening is happening, that speech is happening. You might have to practice this quite actively. It will be difficult at first, but only because you haven't had enough practice. 
Every new thing you learn is difficult when it is new because you don't have enough attention. When your overall mindfulness becomes more natural and continuous and has some momentum through practice and you know the mind and recognize it at work, it becomes easier to notice when you are talking. You will notice when the mind is thinking, when it is listening, when it is hearing, looking, and so on. You will need to accept the fact that at first you will lose mindfulness quite a lot. Just don't give up. Before I learned how to practice in social situations, I would spend as much time as I could by myself and did concentration practice. The mental stability was there, but I couldn't find peace because I was resistant to social situations. I wasn't skillful, but tried over and over again. As I learned to practice with people around, slowly over a long time, the mind's habit changed. My awareness increased and slowly became automatic. When I saw that my resistance was because of conditioning, I actively set out to practice in social situations to overcome the resistance. At one point, I decided to practice right speech, meaning no lying, no harsh speech, no slander, and no idle talk. Taking on this task really helped me in talking in talking meditation because I had to check if I was doing any of the four wrong speeches. It reduced the amount of talking tremendously and my practice just shut up because we speak so often and I had to be so mindful all the time. I don't remember how long I practiced actively like this, but after some time of practicing, I could maintain my peacefulness while I was with others. After I was more settled, I actively increased the practice and sought out places that disturbed me because I knew that's where my weakness was. I would go to those places and keep trying there. Sometimes I would walk into a bar and meditate. I wanted to know how much this affected my mind and I really became very interested. Everyone around me was drunk and talking loudly, but I was very peaceful. This is how I developed confidence in my practice. It's good to know as information that it is possible to be mindful when you speak. Then you are willing to try and put this aspect of mindfulness practice into your daily life, to challenge yourself to use this as part of your practice. It is very easy for defilements to come into our speech when we speak about ourselves, when the I become involved. At home, we usually speak without mindfulness, and it is this habit rather than mindfulness that tends to come in when, when we speak. When we are speaking, there are three things we can be mindful of, our mind, our speech, and our body. If we know our mind, then we should definitely be able to filter that into knowing our speech and our body as well. 
Well, that's a book in itself, isn't it? How to speak with mindfulness. So now it seems that for, for many of us, we're moving more and more back out into um, being around other people. Uh, the reports daily don't necessarily warrant us doing that, but that's what seems to be happening with uh, people being really uh, needing to be more social. So it's maybe a very good time to start thinking about our speech and practicing as much as we can. And you can see how determined he was uh, to work on this, on this being mindful all the time. And I think I think sometimes we forget because speech just is already there. Um, how mindful we need to be about it. It's always it's always something we can work on. It certainly is for me. So I think um, these are very these are very precious lessons about practicing actively how we speak and 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 what we speak about. And I think when we become more and more aware of that, it's it becomes more helpful because it's a lot to carry in our minds, right? And we can get emotionally caught up in our speech. We can get uh, carried away in our speech. And so I think his lessons about speech are wonderful. So... Why don't we practice? And we have we have almost half of our time to practice. That's good. And just you can let you can let some of the words about right speech. You can let that be just in your head. Uh, there something may arise based on that that you want to investigate. Remember, just try to look at that, explore, use your curiosity to look at it. The same way we look at anything that arises in the body, we can we can begin to just investigate it or explore it, but try to do it not with our typical thinking ways of of uh, processing things. So let your body. Signal to your body that you're going to meditate. The body responds, the body knows. Pay attention to your breath. Be aware of the body breathing. Let your body be relaxed and awake. Your body can be at ease without signaling it's time to get sleepy and take a rest. We can learn to be at ease and be very awake, very attentive. So regardless of the posture, feel your spine lifted, stretched out, stretched up depending on your posture.
authentic, normal breath, but let each breath be going deeper down into the lungs. If you want to be, if you don't feel quite grounded enough, if you want to be more centered, more grounded first, you can allow yourself to take a deep breath, two, maybe two, two, no more than three deep breaths in and out. to help you be really aware of your physical body, come back into the body. And relax. Go back to that natural breath. probably don't need to go to a bar to practice meditation. We probably can find places with enough sound and with people talking to practice. Even if you're sitting in a quiet place right now, you may hear people's voices. Hear the traffic. Just be aware of what is in your environment coming into you through your sense doors, but no need to react to it, no need to be offended by it or bothered by it. Let it be part of your practice. Have that awareness without the me, without the I, me, mine, jumping in and getting 
getting caught between you and the outside world. With each breath, just keep coming back with a very light focus on that breath.
Come back to your breath. Let everything else just go. Just drop away. Just be aware of each breath, the rise, the sensations you feel where the air is coming in. And again, as you breathe out, be aware of any subtle sensations. As we finish our time today, just continue to sit if you can. Just a few more minutes, longer if you have the time. And remember mindful speech today. Let's do my wish. I'll do it. You can just keep sitting. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. Thank you for being part of my practice and Enjoy a beautiful day, and I'll see you tomorrow morning.